Today on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, episode 58, my conversation with Stephen John from the YouTube channel Flippy, where he plays the main character, and he creates content for kids, and it brightens the day. <laughs> we show he shares the inside scoop on what it's like to create content for kids and his experience next in the podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, my name is Joe, and I want to say thank you for being here. If this is your first time, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. This is a podcast about a journey of discovery. What I mean is I'm on a journey trying to figure this stuff out one day at a time. And I get to meet interesting people like our guest today. I enjoy listening to stories and listening to people's experiences to help me out figure what's the best for me. I'm not an expert. I'm on a journey just like you, taking one step at a time. Next up, my conversation with Stephen John, the creator of Blippi, a successful YouTube channel brings thoughtful and very good content for kids, fun content, like shapes, trucks, you know, little boys love trucks. And you can see... The content of how much how passionate Stephen John is doing the videos for Blippi. He shares his experience of meeting kids in as he's in character and, and seeing them and looking up the Blippi going, Blippi, I love you. And as a matter of fact, on the day of this recording, I actually just um watched the Instagram video of him meeting a bunch of kids at the mall and them dressing up just like him with the orange glasses and the blue and orange orange suspenders and it's just it's an amazing thing. The kids can look up to him and enjoy seeing him. He shares a lot of inside information, and I want to share with you next. Let's jump right into the interview. Today on the podcast, my guest, Stephen John, otherwise known as Blippi. Stephen created educational fun videos for kids. Thank you, thank you, Stephen, for being on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to be here. It, it, one thing I guess I want to ask you because you know being Blippi and everything like that. And um, what is the most one of the most embarrassing moments of you being like behind the scenes as Blippi? <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, I mean, nothing in a way of like legitimately in, embarrassing when it comes to me and, and like personally. But one time I, <laughs> I left the suspenders at the, the hotel and which was kind of embarrassing on a business side of things of like, you know, I'm blippy and it actually was just hectic and kind of stressful. Um, so I was embarrassed just of like the lack of preparation of that day and the hotel was pretty far away from the shoot um and obviously you can't really uh have blippy without suspenders <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah i was actually pretty embarrassed because also the the people that we were filming with had a child that loved blippy obviously um a lot of the shoots happen because of like the ceo has a child and they email in and say hey you could do a video on our company but anyways long story short um so i had to meet this child without suspenders and i just felt super awkward and um we ended up using postmates or something 
and getting some suspenders in the next couple hours. So it was fine when it came to shooting for the rest of the day, but we just had to stall for two hours and I had to apologize. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That was pretty embarrassing to me because I, I do like to think business wise and portray myself well. And um, so, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing for me for getting my suspenders. How did Blippi come about? How did you decide to um, develop this character as Blippi? Yeah. So I, I developed the character. Uh, well, so I lived in L.A. So I guess I could start from ground zero. So I lived in L.A. for multiple years and my background was video creation and online marketing. So I was helping companies develop their websites, shoot these non-union commercials, put them as pre-roll ads, um, embed them on their websites. And so SEO, CPC, PPC campaigns, all of that for clients. And that's when I lived in LA. But then when I moved back up to Washington State, I purchased a rental property. And anywho, I made enough connections down in LA to travel down to LA twice a month on just the weekends and shoot commercials and everything after living in LA for five or six years. Um, so my master plan was to live in Washington and travel down to LA to work while slowly purchasing properties and being a landlord and all of that. But anywho, long story short, I had a lot of extra time while up in Washington state being a landlord and just cause one property and then came two properties being a two property landlord didn't take that much time. So I just saw my nephew who was two years old at the time watching YouTube videos that were garbage uh, and, and not educational and uh, didn't really incorporate anything that he liked. Um, I can't remember if they had Netflix or anything, but just the convenience of YouTube and tablets and, and all of that. Uh, my sister and, and brother-in-law they had. Um, so anywho, I just saw him watching content and noticed that there was a potential void uh, that I could fulfill if I did it right. And so I, that's basically how it all started was I created a, a show that he would, would love and it incorporated things that he loved, like say tractors and, and diggers and airplanes and animals, but then incorporating education to it. Um, and now, you know, it's kind of transformed with that same, same aspect from the very beginning, but then adding to what content would I want to see if I was a child or, you know, a lot of the content, I, I, I do these things that children might really love to do, but they might not necessarily be able to do themselves due to the fact that they are children. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, that's how it all came about. It was wondering, I remember I'm my son, I have a four year old son and, and um, okay. he, he, matter of fact, the reason I wanted the interview actually for the podcast and, and he was like, well, I want to talk to Blippi. Like I want yeah. to talk to Blippi. And, uh, yeah. and it was interesting is I always see you, um, some of the videos, I see you riding the horses and tractors. Did you grow, yeah. up, did you grow up around that by any chance? Cause you look like you're doing very well. Good, really good job yeah. doing that. Yeah. 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 I, I've done some, some digging and farming in my life and, um, you know, I, I'd like to try and do those things and I've never been a construction worker or anything, but my dad owned a backhoe when I was a child. So I have some stick time and actually long, uh, yesterday uh, <laughs> we, uh, we crushed a car. I don't know if you saw that Instagram 
story, but the video is about the word crush. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I got to operate an excavator and the guy was like, Oh, I've seen your videos. I know you can operate. And so anyways, this is a super, super fun day being able to crush a car and <laughs> use my skills of being able to operate machinery. And you know, I'm not that good. Um, so don't get me wrong, but I, I do know how to play with the joysticks and stuff. What, what is it like? So. What, what is it like, um, creating the content? How, how do you go about, um, like coming up with content? Yeah. So at, at the beginning of blippy, it was totally different than, than what it is now of how content's created and everything, but it's still very organic the way that it's created. Um, but the general principle is what would a child want to see? So my nephew at that time or me, what, what would I want to see if I was that age? And then how can we tie in education to it? So a lot of it is these, these subjects of say like an airplane and then, okay, how, how can we take an airplane and tie in education to it? So it's not so much, um, you know, structured or anything like that. It's more naturalistic learning of, you know, I'm doing these things and then tying in education to it. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of research of like blog posts and science experiments and activities for kids. And, um, it's a constant just watching, watching children and watching children's videos and activities for kids and, and then figuring out a way to how to make a video about that or, uh, what subject do children like, and then take that subject or that animal or whatever it is. And then, yeah, (laughs) I I hope that that explains it. But a lot of it is it's even, you know, like I said, how the content isn't structured, how we even make the content isn't structured. You know, it's not every episode is completely different. You know, some have songs, some don't have songs. Some are indoors, some are outdoors, some are experiments, some are uh, creative things. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a fun process trying to figure out the, the next, video to do. <laughs> well, it's funny, uh, Kevin, I, I, I realized that when I watched a couple of videos with my son and I see you in some of those indoor play areas and have you, um, what is your experience like, what has been the the, the, um, the tension? They see little kids and they see you at the indoor playground and going down on the slide. What, is, what kind of um, response do you get? Yeah, so uh, it, it's it's always super fun filming at those indoor play places like you, you said and because um, sometimes they shut the place down for us due to the fact that they uh, we've talked to them before going there and they, they want it good audio and, and we want a good audio, but when they're not shut down and it's kind of a spur of the moment thing, cause we might just randomly go to a play place and be like, Hey, can we film? And they're like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so anywho, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy how many children know who, who Blippi is. So, um, if they know who Blippi is, you know, it's open arms or high fives or just like, and so it's, uh, it's crazy that there's never been a time in the past couple years that we haven't been recognized by multiple people when we film in a public place. Um, so that's always super nice. But when it comes to, uh, children that don't know who Blippi is, like maybe they don't watch Amazon or don't watch YouTube and they're only on, on Netflix. And then they see this, uh, <laughs> grown man playing around. I'm, I'm sure I, I can just imagine what they think, but, but 
you know, I've never, you know, like there's children that in the very first play place they were, uh, there was a child that was like, I like you. And like, he didn't know who Blippy was. I could tell. And he just kept saying, I like you. I like you. And you can actually see him in, in, uh, the, the video just constantly like looking at me pointing saying, I like you. So it's always a good interactions, whether they know who Blippy is or, or not. So yeah, it's fun. When I was doing the research for the interview today and, um, I was looking up, um, and I noticed, um, one of the things I, I adopt a wish that, um, there was a little girl from Connecticut. I, I don't know if you want to talk about that. That was very moving. By the one she had, um, she had asthma. She, she was, you went to the zoo with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's Ava. So she's, she's still with us and she's an amazing girl. So yeah, that was with make a wish. Um, so now I'm doing a lot more of these make a wish foundation things. And it, it, I guess, first of all, it's pretty crazy being a part of these children's lives enough for them, which is all digital, you know, enough for them to have this one wish that's going to be granted and they could wish whatever they want. And their wish is to hang out with this character that I created. And, you know, it's always, whenever I do them, it's a very special day. And, you know, I, <laughs> I, uh, never, you know, or I shouldn't say never, but I don't really cry and real life too much. Um, but like, I always like as me, as Steven, you know, I don't, it's not very often that I cry. I mean, mm -hmm. my life, I'm, I'm happy with my life and, um, I'm just a happy person in general. But, uh, when I do these make a wish foundation things, I end up always crying and it feels really good to, to cry, but, uh, it sucks showing these children. Cause like, I just can't help but cry maybe at the end of the day or, um, and it's so hard to, to hold back and it's such a just special day. I'm, you know, obviously for, for them, cause it's their one wish, but like for me, you know, just thinking like I'm the, the person that because I've done this thing, I've created this character that I'm the one worthy to grant their, their wish. And it's, you know, it's such a touching experience. Experience. And so I'm very thankful that I'm, I'm able to, you know, grant these wishes and yeah. So, but yeah, we went to the zoo. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I, I saw the mother and in the interview when I saw the mother, um, she was um, on TV with the reporter and all of a sudden see tears in her eyes and it was kind of touching. It was kind of moving actually. Uh, yeah. But, but it's uh, one thing too is um, being uh, blippy when you first started, you know, did you ever think that would be take off as much as it did? Well, I had the intention for it to, turned into a career. Like when I had the idea of creating the show, I just thought like, Oh, that would be super fun to be able to be able to be this character that children love because I had characters that I loved as a child and I had a really good childhood and, um, I, I watched entertainment and, and stuff as a child. And so I just, I just got super passionate about, <laughs> about being, able to turn it into a career. So, you know, I, I did whatever I needed to, to do. You know, I stopped accepting jobs for, for filming commercials and, and, uh, developing websites and marketing for clients and, and all of that. And so I, I had the intention for it to grow to what it is, but, you know, obviously never really can tell if it's going to happen. 
but um, yeah so so it's, it's crazy seeing that it's to the point or you know on the way to where I imagined it to that it could potentially go do you ever have a, so, did you ever have a imposter, imposter syndrome like they're really like, especially with the girl with the Make-A-Wish Foundation she really was coming to see me she really her wish was me do you ever have the uh, sense of an imposter syndrome yeah at, at the beginning I guess it, it was weird at the beginning of you know going from filming commercials and, and helping clients and stuff like that I did have I, I had doubters let's say of like why are you gonna do a children's show you know that's that's lame but now everyone's super accepting but for me myself I was always fully confident in my decisions of you know being able to create the show and and you know like I I'm just a happy person and everything and so I just figured that you know if there's a person to do this independently and not uh, a big corporation that just has an audition for this one character that someone's you know getting paid for it or or whatnot you know I I did it all on my own I uh, you know obviously didn't make money for a long time starting it but you know from the very beginning I was super confident of like you know this is I felt like I was in the right place at the right time doing the right thing what I wanted to do yeah so it's been amazing but then there's times where where now I uh, you know I just think like like it's crazy that I'm the one that um, <laughs> like you know the whole make a wish thing you know I just think like wow like this is like I'm I'm the celebrity to this child and like my whole life you know I, I looked up at celebrities and like oh that's a celebrity you know you never see them or never you know you never meet them or or whatnot but then I just realized like shoot like I'm that person to these children and um, yeah it, so anytime I meet children or if there's a child on, on set or I just happen to be at a location and they're there and they I see that they know who Blippi is like I'll stop the shoot and, you know the crew will have a, a quick break because I'm, I'm going to meet the child and their family or whatnot like uh, the, the children to me are the definitely the most important thing on all of this and so there's yeah uh, so anyways <laughs> that answered the question <laughs> that, 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 that definitely answered the question and now another funny okay. thing while I was doing like a little research um, before the interview I found yeah. you I found another YouTube video on Axe Family you learning how to break dance so how'd that work out for you the break dance <laughs> yeah I, uh, I still don't know how to windmill but I'm, I'm almost <laughs> there <laughs> um, yeah that, that's a, a good buddy of mine Axe Family Cody and uh, yeah he he knows how to break dance and everything and so yeah I just was like hey let's go break dance and so anyways I've always wanted to windmill but um, I, I haven't really applied myself to it um, and so anyhow yeah it was, it, was a, it was a fun video to watch I, I was I was actually <laughs> quite entertained <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah. I, I, mean, no, I noticed that when um, the YouTubes you have a, a lot of downloads How, um, it's pretty impressive I mean compared I mean it's actually very impressive with the downloads and um, mm-hmm. and I also knows you noticed you won the Amazon award there the AV yeah AVD AV star winner what, what does that what does it take to win that award um, so I guess you just have to be in the top 100 performing self-published shows um, on, on Amazon so when it comes to self-published so not their like owned and operated shows so in other words the content just performs very well on on Amazon and yeah it, YouTube it does very well like you said on the amount of views and all of that so you know I'm just very 
thankful that it it has the traction that it does have and you know all it really comes down to is um, retention time and the algorithms of say YouTube and Amazon and, and even Netflix although they're say Netflix might not be as algorithmic based say as YouTube due to the fact YouTube retention time comes into it um, location keywords click-through rates th- thumbnails all of that stuff watch watch time um, where if channel activity where if you don't upload consistently then eventually your channel will go down like all, all of that stuff uh, Amazon and, and Netflix and th- uh, other platforms like that same same thing where if your content performs well it will continue to to rise and beat out the competition let's say and so it's just cool to see that it has this traction and everything due to the fact that children enjoy the content and um, yeah I, I think that's basically how I uh, am doing well when it comes to the the content is children like the the content and they like the character and yeah so so yeah <laughs> and another thing too um, I guess um, I was really interested to ask this question is I went to your mm-hmm. website you have some merchandise for Blippi and stuff like that and um, yeah. what is it seeing yourself as a plush doll like you know the, like the little the, the, the like a pillow yeah. and on t-shirts <laughs> does that take a little bit you getting used to <laughs> um, at the beginning it was it was pretty interesting but yeah now it's it's um, it, it's pretty normal and it makes me feel good of like wow like there's parents willing to support what I'm doing willing to support what their child loves even if it's not made from a big corporation like Disney or Nickelodeon or or whatnot you know and it's just super cool seeing how things are changing in the world with technology and allowing creators independent creators of doesn't matter what kind of content and media but they're able to have influence and, and as long as they have drive and consistency and dedication to their product then from there it can you know can very well take off and so it, it's very cool seeing how people are supportive and parents I should say are supportive of my content and I, even the merchandise you know and so yeah it's super cool um, a question about another thing too is live events you mentioned on the website about live events yeah how, yeah. Have, they, have they started already no they the live events haven't started um, but but that's one of the goals from the very beginning I thought to myself if I can make a children's show that parents and children would actually want to go see and take their free time to go and see something live and support and all that then from there I've successfully created uh, you know what I wanted to to create Um, obviously there's other things that I I can do and I have planned but so the live show has always been a a big goal Um, so right now we're just in negotiations with production companies to figure out uh, 
where to go, who's going to have the show and how the show is going to work and all of that. But it's trickier than ever that how, you know, quick blippy grew to where it is right now, where it's not a matter of fact of like, can tickets be sold or whatnot? It's, it's to me, it's how can I do this with the time that I don't, you know, don't have because of how involved I am in all aspects of it. You know, it's not an animated show um, where I'm not the on on the screen. Like I'm literally a part of every single shoot. Um, I'm I'm giving feedback for editing now. I used to be the the sole editor, but now now there's editors, there's there's animators, and so I'm I'm giving feedback for animations. Like luckily I'm growing a team around me and all that to to do first rounds of feedback and revisions and all that. But so we're trying to save my time, but, uh, the live shows is definitely one of those goals, but, um, it's just like, okay, YouTube, I need to constantly feed that monster. Let's call it. (laughs) Um, if you don't, then from there, you know, the channel might go down and all that. And so it's figuring out how to do that while being on the road, while doing these other commitments that I'm committing to, um, for blippy. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, a, a goal in the works, but it's in there's, there's things with it that yeah, I can do to save my time. Like, yeah, I can have a mascot blippy where it looks like blippy and it's a mascot character, but it's like, I don't want, you know, I've built this character on this live action person. I don't, you know, if I was a parent, I would love the real blippy, but then there's people that have said, you know, business people like, Oh, you know, the venues are going to be so big and so many people there, you know, children and their parents like might not even know that it's not you if we cast the right people. But then it's like, I don't, you know, feel good about that either. And so it's, it's all very hard. And, you know, it's weird being in this position of making these decisions of saying, no, I don't feel comfortable with that. Or yes, that's how it's going to be because everyone's looking at me for, for answers. But to me, it's just like, I've just created this character for fun. And, And now it's like, now these, these hard decisions, are coming into play of my life that are, are not only going to affect my life and in the immediate people around me, they're going to be affecting, you know, parents, millions of, of parents and, and children around the world of whether it's the live show or let's just say videos as well. You know, all of these things come into play of uh, their important decisions, no matter if, if it's that we even just add this one thing to a video or not put it in a video or yeah so <laughs> I get on tangents it seems like <laughs> there's no problem it's very interesting because yeah. uh, you see a lot of YouTube videos now with a lot of like yours especially and then I see my son loves the other one called I think it's Hobby Kid or something like that or opening okay. all, all box toys videos and stuff like that yeah. and um, and he's five he's like daddy let me hear no we got a way of screen time but again YouTube yeah. videos are great when um, especially your, your blippy is great when I need to wash the dishes yeah. um, or, mm-hmm. or if it's raining out and I, yeah. I need to break for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, very, yeah. 
but I even catch my I even catch like when I'm leaving I watch when I hear in the background I can hear myself listening to the, all the music and I keep repeating and singing all of a sudden I'll be doing <laughs> something and I'll be singing the songs so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, any I guess wrapping up any final thoughts on like maybe somebody wants to like start a YouTube video or anything you want to talk about <laughs> yeah yeah I guess just for creators in general like like I was saying earlier it's very nice how things are changing with the world and entertainment and technology and it just empowers people to be able to do these things that they want to do and so I just you know suggest to everyone if they have an idea it doesn't matter what it is you know if it's let's say about videos let's say or or anything tech based or even non-tech based if there's a way that you can bring in tech into it or or websites or online marketing or videos or into it even if it's non-tech tech based then and so be it but the the main thing with say videos would be creating good content because it doesn't matter what platform it is these algorithms are just getting more and more smart which is a good thing for for everyone because then it allows for the viewer to have only good content in in front of them and it allows uh, the creator to constantly craft their skills and to put their original ideas in into the world and um, I guess with all that being said just think think for yourself do things that you want to do doesn't matter who says what to you there's going to be doubters at the beginning like I had plenty of doubters of like why are you wanting to do a kid show or there's people saying you can't have a, a beard for a, a kid show you know and so I was like uh watch me I can do whatever I want and <laughs> so anyways you know it's just those things of being able to decide what you want to do and the most important thing is is having good quality content because if if it's not you know if people aren't if the retention time let's say on YouTube isn't good then there's literally no way that it's gonna grow because if there's someone else making content that's better and people watch it more it's gonna do better you know it's not so much luck anymore at all and it was maybe 10 years ago or whatever but now it's you know everything has to be strategic and organic at the same time which can be very tricky but it's doable and the thing is just be consistent and do what you want to do don't let other people sway your opinions and your desires of what you want to create where they where can they connect with you um instagram i guess <laughs> instagram instagram yeah. at, at blippy yeah. is it blippy.com yeah yeah no Bli- actually instagram would be blippy official blippy yeah. official all at right blippy instagram yeah well thank you john um, um yeah. thank you Stephen. thank you for being on the podcast yeah. today i really do appreciate it and um yeah no problem have a good rest of your day yeah thank you thanks for having me and uh i look to I look forward to listening to it i'm excited <laughs> Well, that's all I have this episode. I want to thank Stephen John for being a guest on the podcast. You can find more about him and about Blippi on YouTube or Blippi.com or Blippi Official on Instagram, where you see some of the, on Instagram, you see some of the videos of his experience of meeting the kids and being Blippi. <laughs> please, if any comments, please comment on the podcast. It helps improve the podcast. Let me know what you think. I always like to hear comments. 
please, if you have remember to reach out, leave, you know, reach out. All my contact information is no sitting on the sideline dot com slash contact. You can find all the show notes for this episode at no sitting on the sideline dot com slash five eight. Hope I think I remember that. Give a second, sign up for the newsletter. Keep updated what's going on. Also, listening to the interview and actually interviewing Stephen John about Blippi and hearing his passion, I got a little story to tell you. This weekend, when I'm not with my son, I, I work part time as a, a rideshare driver. And um, I met this um, elderly woman, 77 years old. And she's like about 4'11", not very tall. <laughs> what surprised me is when I come up to her door to pick her up, she comes out with a leather hat, leather jacket, her guitar case with a skull bone, skull and crossbones on it. She's telling me she's going to go play the band down the street, rock and roll and country music. You can hear the passion in her voice. Kind of reminds you of Stephen John, how he's passionate about being blippy. And being passionate about what you do, it means a lot. That's why I enjoy the conversation with Stephen John and my conversation with my passion to that, that afternoon. Be passionate in what you do. Be passionate being a parent. Some days it's hard. It's hard. But it's worth it. <laughs> well, that's all I have this episode. I want to say thank you for listening. Until next time, take care. Give your kids a hug. How much you love them. This is important. God bless. Take care. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media. Thank you.